today's federal newscast. OPM is looking to clear up confusions with one of the many forms needed for federal employment. House committee leaders want an extension for comment periods and meetings that got interrupted by the recent government shutdown. And U.S. workers will soon be able to file workplace harassment claims online. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm your host, Eric White. One step of applying for federal employment may get a little easier. The Office of Personnel Management and National Background Investigations Bureau are suggesting updates to the Declaration for Federal Employment optional form. One big one, including an explanation that the questions are not optional and must be answered. Comments are due by April 23rd. Eight House committee leaders are asking for an extension of public hearings, comment periods, and meetings that were impacted by the recent government shutdown. The House leaders write to Office of Management and Budget Director Mick Mulvaney they want extensions of at least 35 days, the length of the recent government shutdown. The committee leaders say the request was inspired by the Environmental Protection Agency's decision to cancel some previously scheduled public hearings. Phase one of the federal reskilling prize competition from the National Science Foundation is closed. NSF launched the Career Compass Challenge back in November to solicit ideas for reskilling the federal workforce. The deadline for phase one was pushed back once to give college students more time to contribute their ideas, and again due to the recent government shutdown. NSF will look at prototypes during the second round of the competition. No timeline for it has been announced yet. The public comment period for new controversial access standards for veterans is now open. The Veterans Affairs Department has new proposed standards for veterans to use non-VA medical care, like if they've been waiting for 20 to 28 days, or if the drive to see a VA provider is 30 minutes or longer for primary care and an hour for specialty care. The public comment period ends March 25th. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission appears to be getting close to becoming fully digital. It's proposing new regulations to allow parties to submit documents in its new online portal. EEOC says it now has the capability to make its charge processing and record system fully digital. Comments are due by April 23rd. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services is taking steps to implement the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience Act. It's a new law aimed at making .gov websites more mobile-friendly and secure. Over the last six to eight months, the agency's Digital Services Division has consolidated some of its teams focused on public-facing digital services. Courtney Winship, the chief of USCIS's Digital Services Division, says the agency has also looked to use cases for artificial intelligence and machine learning. NASA's multi-billion dollar technology contract award comes under protest. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. NASA isn't getting a clean break from its troubled ACES contract like it had hoped. Incumbent vendor Perspecta, formerly HP Enterprise Services, filed a protest with the Government Accountability Office after NASA awarded the follow-on contract to Lidos earlier this month. NASA is replacing the 10-year, $2.5 billion Agency Consolidated End User Services, or ACES, contract with a new one called NEST, NASA End User Services and Technologies. Perspective filed the complaint February 19th, and GAO has until May 30th to decide the matter. I'm Jason Miller. Despite recommendations from DOD's testing office, it's full steam ahead for the Pentagon's joint regional security stacks. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. 
Just a few weeks ago, the Director of Operational Test and Evaluation urged DOD to put the program on hold because JRSS is still not operationally effective. It's the second year in a row the office has reached that conclusion. The Defense Information Systems Agency says it's not changing its deployment plans, though. It does acknowledge the system needs improvements, but it says it's implementing fixes in five separate areas to address concerns the military services have expressed. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A new Defense Department survey confirms active-duty military spouse unemployment was at 24% in 2017 and has hovered in that range for at least five years. The number has been previously reported by other organizations, but not from DOD since 2015. The DOD survey also noted that military spouse stress is continuing to rise. Military family organizations say the Defense Department needs to rethink how it approaches military spouse unemployment since the rate has stayed the same for so long. Airshare Complete, Bitwoke, and Smile ML. No, you're not in the Apple Store. The Air Force announces the 10 companies participating in its in-residence technology accelerator. The companies specialize in everything from drones to artificial intelligence to recognizing emotions. The accelerator helps the Air Force partner with small businesses to solve technological challenges. Companies will receive education on entrepreneurship, business, and marketing throughout the three-month program. The Defense Intelligence Agency is hosting a first-of-its-kind for the intelligence community, an unclassified reversed industry day. On April 3rd in Washington, D.C., DIA acquisition employees will listen to two panels of small, medium, and large businesses on how they invest based on federal requirements and how vendors decide what RFPs to bid on. Registration closes on March 15th. And it's too early to tell what will happen to her, but a defense senior executive seems to be in a lot of trouble. We get more now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The defense inspector general confirms whistleblower allegations against Ellen Ardre, defense intelligence senior executive. As director of the Human Development Directorate at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, Ardre circumvented policy by allowing seven NGA senior officials to hop down to non-senior positions so they could collect $40,000 voluntary leave payments. This while the agency had no budget shortfalls or downsizing plans. I'm Tom Temin. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. I'm Eric White. 